Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by the always awesome and super handsome Samwise Norman. Sam, how you doing? Uh, great, thank you, Chris. Uh, you're <laughs> handsome yourself, mate. Thank you, thank you, sir. It's it's the beard. It's the beard. It disguises the uh, double chin, so... <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you uh so before we jump into today's topic dear listener uh if you go on the 2099 one cross street website you might have noticed a lack of activity um there's been two posts from the always awesome and super fantastic pastor steve lambert uh so steve thank you for those um but i haven't written since mid-november um Mostly because I can't get into all the details. Uh, there's just been a lot of stuff going on with uh, my personal life and work uh, and anxiety and stuff flaring up. So something kind of had to give and I just hadn't been uh, feeling up to writing. I hope at some point I can get back on that schedule. Maybe not once a week, but back to back to writing stuff on the blog. Um, but... Yeah, just wanted to give that. Thank you for your understanding, um, and yeah, thank you for all the support. You guys are you guys are friggin' awesome. Uh, <laughs> Sam smiled at that, and Luna found a squeaky toy, so I do apologize. Um, it's her her Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer we call Ruru. Uh, guaranteed, it will squeak throughout this, so I, I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so Sam, uh, now that we're at the topic, would you like to share what we're talking about today? Of course. So uh, our topic today is uh, where is the line for engaging culture? Uh, a very interesting question in this day and age when we're, we're well, in Canada and the UK, we're, we're uh, in these societies which are growing more and more secular. And is there a line for engaging uh, where the culture is going as it becomes less and less Christian and as the West becomes less and less Christian, to what extent can we uh, affect the culture? Uh, a very interesting and wide topic, but we'll hopefully uh, get us somewhere today, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and that's kind of why I was thinking about it. It is a very wide topic. Um, and I think as Christians, we often like having... Uh, we like black and white lines, uh, by and large, I don't think we like large gray areas, uh, but I consider this one to be a little bit more of a gray area. Um, even some of the stuff where I'd be like, you know what, automatic, it should be a no, I was then challenged by it. So to give that example, I'd be like, well, we can engage a culture, uh, like we can engage culture uh, to speak to people, but like you shouldn't go into strip clubs or something like that. And then yet, uh, and take this and yet as in no way advocating going to a strip club, but there's a group called Triple X Church who has done mission outreach at porn conventions, which is odd. And to me, when I first heard about it years ago, I was like, what is this kind of a joke? Um, and I've done more looking into it. No, they're, they're legit. They are a very evangelical organization. Um, I was even just reading a story about a guy who became saved through conversations with these people. He was a former porn producer, like through these missionaries who went to this front, uh, like he was reached through the gospel, which is, it blows your mind. Um, so even then I'm challenged 
at points because to me it's like well a porn convention is an absolute no-go and that's where i think it might be like okay maybe it's more contingent on you as a believer than necessarily as a big big thing so that's what really got my mind going for this (laughs) yeah i totally get that chris because uh, i've heard stories of people going to uh uh festivals and certain things where uh well non-christian music festivals evangelizing there uh but at the same time i've seen other people go to even like witch festivals and go and evangelize there and actually uh there's so many places which you can go which people need to hear the gospel yet are doing things which you may not necessarily agree with or get engaged with um the the porn one uh convention seems particularly interesting um because i guess in some way when you go into that place you've got to have a very very uh focused mind and have a very uh very aware mind of what's coming into your head and what thoughts coming into your head and capture them um as paul would say um (laughs) capture capture every thought um yeah yeah absolutely like that's not for everybody. Heck, missions and particular fields aren't for everyone. But if you can, like, clearly it's it's worked for that group. Like, that's where it'd be like, okay, maybe it should be just for that group. And the few who can get involved with that group, where it won't be a stumbling issue, where they can present the gospel there to people. Um, because, like, those people need it, just as everybody else needs it. Um so it's it's really weird. Like I'm still I, I want to be like Bravo, but then even still I'm like it's at a porn convention. It's it's weird to Bravo that. Um, but they also do a lot of filtering services. They have a podcast. Their whole mess. They have a very pro gospel against porn message, but uh, non non condemning in a way. They don't. They address the the very sinful nature of pornography use. But it's not like, well, these people are utter sinners and they're the worst. Like, where it can be, like, condemning sex workers, um, which has happened. Um, yeah, it's... And as you brought up, like, there are very different mission fields. Uh, POD. Like, so many bands are... They can be like, yeah, we're a Christian band. Or it's like, we're just Christians who happen to play Christian... Like, who happen to play music. So they'll go to, like, OzFest and do clearly Christian message at something that is, whether or not it actually is, it's got an associated image of so far from Christianity. Um, You'll get Andy Minio, who's a clearly Christian rapper, who, when non-Christian rap thing, rap YouTube series or whatever, are doing freestyles, like... The rest of the freestyle will be vulgar as anything, and then he will give a very God-honoring, Jesus-exalting freestyle, where so many people would look like, why are you going there, like, when so-and-so's there? Like, you can't do this with so-and-so. You can't do this with this person. And then he just goes in and lays it down. He's engaging that culture. Um, And in a lot of ways, it would be people saying, like, you shouldn't do this. So... I guess it's, yeah, where is the line? Is there actually a, there probably is, but is there at some point a clear cut the church can say this is a line we don't cross or is it more so uh, something individually defined by particular churches or uh, 
individuals? Yeah, good questions to to bring up. I think there's there's also another level to this question as well. So there's the evangelism side of should Christians evangelize in certain circles, um, and then you've got the other side of it is um, to what extent should Christians um, engage the culture and try to change the culture, uh, which is an, uh, another interesting question or another complex question. Uh, but at first, I'll just, I'll just uh, address, is there a line to where, uh, where you can evangelize and what you should get involved in to evangelize? Um, for me, this, this question sort of brings up the question, which you were saying, some things aren't for everyone and it will lead you to sin. So, for example, going to a porn convention, if you're struggling with lust, probably is not the best place to, to go to to evangelize just for your own personal um, personal spiritual growth, your personal uh, relationship with Jesus and just uh, avoiding sin and being led into that sort of temptation. However, if you're someone who doesn't struggle with that, uh, that's actually that that could be an environment which you could go and evangelize in. I think we almost have to draw the line at what makes you sin or what makes you um, not reach the standard of what God would like you to act in a certain situation. So, for example, you could say, oh, I really want to evangelize with this um, group of satanic worshippers, for example. Um, however, uh, in the involvement in that, it means you have to get involved in things which are uh, not uh, really not really approved of by God. Um, and is that God, the question would be, is it worth, would God say, okay, you can do that thing which is sinful in order to reach these people? Or should we be a shining example to be like, actually, no, I'm not going to do that because of this. And this is why. Uh, so a different way of evangelism. But in that way, you can say, okay, if something leads me to sin, I shouldn't get involved in it. However, if it does not, I can be that shining light in that in that area. Because basically any any area in secular society now is probably going to have something which we the 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 which is disapproving or not up to God's standard. Um, a lot of areas, anyway, and uh, Christians have to stand firm on their beliefs um, in those areas. Yeah, uh, I a hundred percent agree. And as you were sharing, I was one of the first thoughts was if someone was like, "I want to go to the I want to go to the pub with some friends to evangelize." Okay, sure. But if it's like, well, I'm going to get drunks, I'm going to get drunk with the people getting drunk and that's how I'm going to do it. It's like, no, because that's, that's sin. Uh, getting dr Drinking, not a sin. Getting drunk, a sin. Uh, so if you have to sin to evangelize, uh, the answer would be don't do it. Um, and we, we kind of touched on a couple things. Um, another example of this that I still go back to, uh, always makes me think of this, is um, a number of years ago, there was a conference called The Elephant Room where a bunch of pastors, uh, James McDonald, Perry Noble, Hugh Laurie, uh, David Platt, Matt Chandler, and Mark Driscoll, um, and Stephen Furtick all got together and it was the idea of these pastors hammering out some issues. And this was one of those issues. Um, and the thing that got brought up was Perry Noble at his church on an Easter Sunday um, had played Highway to Hell by ACDC. Now, to give Noble credit for his motives, he said, and I have no reason not to believe him, um, so I don't 
think we should just automatically dismiss it is he had said it was something that they had wrestled with something they had prayed prayed through thoroughly um, for a while and they still felt they could they could use it the idea was it was in the context of the whole sermon and the whole service it was to use the song to illustrate that this was the highway that people were on without Jesus and then they found someone who had been a biker and had been involved with a lot of sinful and bad things even by non-church standards uh, that was the thing that opened his mind and heart to hear the message and through that he became saved so then that's that's a thing because would you play that is that something you should use uh, because in this case it it was insanely helpful um, and then the other Driscoll I know he's not everybody's favorite and but he mentioned one thing that I found very interesting it was uh, the church and Christians can look at it in a three hours perspective uh, perspective can you receive this as is do you need to reject it like there's no way we can use this or can we redeem it where we can take this, but we need to tweak it? So that's maybe something that could be involved in where's this? Uh, where's the line? Yeah, the Mark Driscoll concept. Uh, what was it, Chris? Re- receive, reject, uh, re- redeem. Reject, re- uh, receive, reject, or redeem. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting concept which Mark Driscoll brings up. Um but actually, it does have a lot of important um, sort of uh, application. For example, we were talking about Harry Potter the other day, uh, and that uh, whether Christians really should should watch it, should they read it, um, and it was really interesting the conversation because we came to a conclusion which I maybe I didn't expect, but a lot of people don't watch Harry Potter in their Christian circles because of its link with witchcraft. However, there is a redeeming aspect to it that Harry, although he is not Christ. Um, he's sort of this figure who who acts like that in the movies that, spoiler alert, for those who haven't watched it, who dies uh, and then comes back to life and saves everyone, very much as Christ died on the cross and came back and saved everyone. And J.K. Rowling being Christian probably did that on purpose, I don't know. Uh, but that's the question, are, are these things, can we use them for God's glory? Because ultimately, um, God has made the, the earth and it was good, and then it got corrupted by sin. And our job is to see what God's original purpose for, for these sort of things are. Um, and that actually we can redeem certain aspects um, which we see as completely, um, I don't know, demonic or uh, non-Christian. We can still redeem them to be Christian things for God's, for God's glory. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. And it's, as you mentioned, that... Um, that I. I think there is a line because with certain people, um, Harry Potter could negatively affect them. So then it's like, don't, don't use this. But that's like, I I agree with you what you said. Um, I've had conversations with people who've been like, Harry Potter's demonic. It's this, it's evil. It's clearly evil. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, look, if it negatively affects you, of course, then it, it would be bad for you to partake. Don't watch it. But there are good messages within it. It's, that's the case with Star Wars. That's the case with, um... Narnia. People have argued for and against Narnia because of the imagery, the use of magic. I'm like, and Narnia is like a 
Lewis has both both said it was and it wasn't allegory, but I tend to go on the side of side of it was. Um, it was used as allegory. Like at the end of the day, should you be like, well, yes, let's take everything from it and use it all, including the spells and stuff? No, no, don't do that. Uh, but you, there's good things to lift from that story. It it can be a good way to engage. Uh, Superman is a great example of that uh where even though it's it didn't get a lot of love superman returns um had this whole piece where it's he's come back to earth he got a father sent a son to a planet to save them uh there's clips in it where at points he's like lying in a a Jesus cross pose. Um, he's listening to every... He's hearing all the outcries of the world. He's saying to Lois, uh, you said in your article the world didn't need a savior. Then why do I hear them cry out for one every minute? Like, there's a lot of stuff there where the Jesus story has impacted a lot of these other things. Um, also, you, you said spoilers, which is... Fair, but then I'm glad you qualified that with it's been out for years. So it's not to the extent of the falling, but I'm still gonna go with it. Uh Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Superman comes from Krypton. <laughs> Batman's parents die. Uh Jaws does not win. Spoilers. They should watch it anyway. They're great regardless of the spoilers. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, I, I did cut you off. That's no problem. Um, yeah, so uh, the interesting thing as well, when we when we decide what we should watch, what we should use in Christian ministry, what we should engage with, um, we do have to remember that when it comes to movies, for example, we shouldn't just watch Disney movies, which don't have any violence or any, any um, content or graphic content at all. Uh, this isn't to say I don't you know, go. Man, Lion King got pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways, um, you go to the Bible, and actually, it's very real um, about about the stories. It's not necessarily as graphic. I mean, some are very graphic. You go to David and Goliath, and you've got David who hit this guy in the head and then chopped his head off with his own sword, um, and it does bring up very graphic and graphic images. Um, the question is really what you do with that. Is it leading you to a place of sin? Is it leading you into temptation? Is it something you should be feeding your your brain and your body and your soul with? Um, and uh, the, the the stories which are given in the Bible are given in a way which I think it portrays a story. But the Bible is a narrative for a reason. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a story and loads of stories because humans love stories. Everything we do, we read books, we uh, watch series, we watch movies. All of these things. Um, and that's one of the things I love about the Bible and the stories in the Bible because they are so real and down to earth. But at the same time, we've got to judge individually. Should I be watching this this content with, um, I don't know, this, this sex scene? In it? Is it leading me into temptation? Um, there's a very different uh, thing to the Bible saying this person had sex with this person or had adultery with this person um, in the case of, say, David and Bathsheba to actually watching this thing which will lead you into temptation. So we've got to judge it for ourselves, but also see what the, see what the Bible says about it at the same time. 
Yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree with you, Sam. And I also think at certain points, uh, you need to look at it on certain levels. Like, is it, if it's, it might be, you might be in a place where it's okay for you to engage with some of these things on a personal level where it will not affect you as a, in your individual walk. But for a ministry, from a ministry perspective, I think that's very different. Like it might be, oh, you might be okay to watch, say, Deadpool two or Die Hard, or even I, I, the classic comedy Airplane. Um, just something like you might that might be fine for you, um, and it might not be fine for your buddy. But I wouldn't advocate using Deadpool two or Die Hard as a as a uh, a ministry tool to like hey let's let's watch clips of the movie in our small group now Hector Mire from Faith and Fandom he does it in a great way where uh, one of the Faith and Fandom books he used it was like the mo- the four most Deadpool moments of the Bible and with him it was like he was taking stuff from the movie and being like hey this movie isn't appropriate for your kids but if your kids want like wanton carnage hey here's some rant <laughs> you can point them to the bible instead um in a very loving way so maybe not prove me wrong but you you get what i mean like there are ways that you can use something like that to engage without necessarily using the thing so yeah i totally get that point actually and um it, it, you bring up a good point about whether we should use something in ministry um, that we'd watch privately. But at the same time, I guess that's a challenge to us as well. Should we be watching these things? Um, I don't know, with the latest movie, which uh, has certain things in it which are perhaps uh, more violent or graphic or, or sexual or whatever it is, if we wouldn't use it in a church context. I guess I don't have the answer to that, that but that's, a, uh, that's also a question I guess we've got to dwell on. Uh, I know for me, when it comes to something like Instagram, I very much have to filter through who I'm following because sometimes sometimes they would have been okay and then suddenly they've posted things which I'm like, no, that's, that's inappropriate. Um, or from my past, maybe I followed them when I was 14 and forgot about them and then I've had to be like, right, that's really not appropriate you know um because that leads me into temptation or it uh gets me to think about making money too much or something along those lines so uh, it's it's a it, it, at one level is an individual thing but we also have to come with like a sincere heart and being open to holding things lightly at the same time uh and not being yeah too too held on to things which we perhaps enjoy or whatever even though God, for, for ultimately god is the person who uh, he, he doesn't just do it to be a killjoy, but he does it for our good at the same time. Yeah, um, and it's it's definitely something to consider. Um, yeah, if it's not, it, it's something to wrestle with. If it's not appropriate for a church context, is it appropriate to to do it all? Um, and that that I don't know the answer to that because uh, there's things that. I can watch and I can justify watching and I can I find it doesn't negatively impact my walk and I enjoy them uh, but it's still stuff I wouldn't be like well this isn't church appropriate but and then there I think there's a fine line between trying to find that because heck there's we cited Disney there's stuff in Disney movies um, even like Aladdin or Lion King or stuff where we could be like well this isn't 
pure, for lack of another term, enough or church enough. Um, so that it it's the thing of can you enjoy this as is? Uh, is it something that negatively impacts you? For me personally, what it's been like. Is this going to negatively? Is this going to cause me to stumble? Is this going to cause me to sin? Uh, is it like if I watch this and if I am I going to suddenly start cussing up a storm? The answer is yes. I shouldn't watch that thing. Or is it going to cause me to stumble and lust? If it's if it's even possibly, then shouldn't engage that. But then you've got stuff. Uh, flip side is in the early '90s you had the classic Simpsons, uh, which was. Great television, very thought-provoking, pointed stuff that had a lot of humor, but then also, like, good in-depth stuff. You can have, like, deep conversations based on, like, what they were talking about. Less so now. Um, And that's something where it'd be like, for some people, that was an automatic no. That was, like, a huge no-no. That's something you you can't and should not engage in. Whereas to me, I'm like, that is something that you can you can have a deep conversation about. I got, and still do, get a lot of personal enjoyment out of those old episodes. Not just because they make me laugh a lot, but because at times I'm like, they make me think. And then for me, it's also like, they might challenge my perception, so then I'm thinking and praying through these things. Because they'll present something, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you say about this? And I don't see that as a bad thing yeah it's a difficult question and uh i don't think we're going to come to the answer the thing is uh, there isn't a tick box on on every uh movie or every book which says this is christian approved uh, this is approved by yahweh or whatever um, because it's really it's, it comes down to your uh, to an extent to your individual walk and what you struggle with um and also what your conscience says i mean as, as a christians as christians we have the holy spirit within us um, and if we're open to his prompting, we know what's what's right and what's wrong, um, what we should be engaging in, what we shouldn't be engaging in, what's honouring and what's dishonouring. So I think in part it comes to listening to the Holy Spirit and following um, what he says uh, as well when it comes to, to certain things. Yeah, I will, uh, I will amen that, my good man. Uh, <laughs> and you had said like it's uh, along the lines of it might be, kind of individual um and the prompting of the holy spirit uh that i there's definitely room for that because within the church like over the history uh there was arguments against hymns because they were former bar tunes the organ was a thing of the bar and then when christian rap started becoming a thing people like no rap is purely demonic it comes the music and the beats and everything are are there to inspire gyrations and lust and everything and like, you can't use the bass, you can't use metal, you can't use any of this, because all this stuff is inherently sinful, which I don't agree with. I'm just bringing up the example, like, over the history. And yet, the church has been able to use these things. Like, you can tell, like, friggin' there's Demon Hunter, the uh, Christian, like, I guess post-hardcore, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> band that uses heavy music to engage. Devil Wears Prada does the same thing. On the hip hop front, you got Andy Minio, One One Six, you uh, Shy Lin, Lecrae, like you, the, God using these people to use those forms to reach these people. So sorry, I got on a tangent. No, I totally agree with you, Chris. Actually, because 
And that's the one thing I think we need to avoid is just being disengaged in culture. Um, Christ very much got in there. And even if he disagreed with it, he said he disagreed with it. You know, he got in there and he was like, okay, this is something which which shouldn't be run this way. So, for example, I, I like the idea, the, the story of when he went into the temple and started flipping tables and being like, uh, you've turned uh, my father's house into a den of robbers uh, because they were selling things in the temple and ripping people off. And I love that story because that's almost a sort of an idea of what we should do when someone, when the world distorts something which God has intended for good um, and turns it bad, should we just get rid of it or should we tell them actually, no, this is the way to do it because God's way is a better way. Um, it's a more honouring way. It's a uh, uh, a more healthy way for us to live, and it's and it's honouring to God. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, I think that's another thing. If we're going to, if we are engaging culture, it, I I know we kind of addressed it, but I'm going to address it again because Jesus did it. It was he. He was engaging with people who the Pharisees and the church at that time was like, don't associate with these people. Um, even though he was associating with them, he was hanging out with them. It was still like to model the to model through words and actions, words and actions, um, <laughs> just for emphasis um, that. No, this is not the way God intended. So if you if we are partaking in some of these things then there needs to be that piece as well which is why i like to hark back to the perry noble example like when you just isolate that it makes it makes you uncomfortable like it, it makes me uncomfortable um i used to love acdc and i i don't listen to them anymore because i made the mistake of listening to three albums in one day and it felt like one song on repeat for two and a half hours. Um, but even still, I can't enjoy the song. I don't enjoy the song Highway to Hell due to the message in it. Um, and then when I look up the video, when you just look at that piece by itself, it's really uncomfortable and it feels wrong. But then when you look at it in context of the whole service, I gotta like I I do understand. Would I personally do it? Probably not. But I understand the motivation. I understand and I can see it. And it's not like I can be. I can just go at him like you did this and that's awful. It might be like I disagree that you did it, but you used the piece and then you actually pointed to God. You pointed to Jesus, which is something that He Himself did. So even though I might disagree with using it, it's not like I can be like, you did it and you did it wrong and you just did it for the sake of doing it. Like, no, the it seems like the motive was pure. So for that, it, it, I think it's, it's probably down to personal. Yeah, it's a, a really interesting point. And, and something which springs to mind from that is where do we draw the line of what is bad in culture and what is good in culture? Because when you go to different places, different countries, uh, different areas of different countries, different parts of different cities, you're going to have different cultures. Um, and I, I know today we very much focused on parts which uh, we consider maybe sin, stuff which, which is below God's standard, uh, which we wouldn't um, uh, necessarily engage with. And we've talked a lot about those different things. But 
uh, I think it's important to emphasize as well that not everything in culture um, is bad uh, mm-hmm. just in itself. I think different cultural expressions, for example, um, are actually good things. The fact that I know we're from a Western setting, but there's things which we do in the UK and things you do in Canada which are different. Uh, I know you love your poutine over there, or you, <laughs> whereas uh, whereas over here we think it's just a bit weird. So, you know, uh, it does taste good. I've had it myself, so no, I've actually quite enjoy it. So that's not a dig on the Canadian national dish, even if it is chips. Bars is fish and chips, so it's not even much better. Um, but there you go. Um, but actually, when it comes to other things as well, how people um, do certain things, I don't think Christianity necessarily sets one type of culture. For example, I think it's really uh, bad that uh, in the past, the, the uh, when the Christian missionaries have gone to other countries they've gone to try and impose a Western Christian, uh, well, Western Christianity, try and basically build a Christian church, a Western Christian church in another culture. And this often, this model just doesn't work because their culture doesn't run in the same way we run it. Uh, They don't have the same emphasis on things as we do. Um, And we're all very, we're, in, in the West, we always think, okay, we're, the West is the best. You know, we do everything the right way and everyone else should do it the same. And it's just not the case. It's just different. And we have this very a cultural lens uh, that we, we look through, which we can't see, um, but we do. And, and we need to recognize that other cultures actually do as well. Um, I've got a really interesting quote from uh, St. Augustine, uh, where he says, when philosophers became Christians, the church doesn't force them uh, to give up their distinctive attire or mode of life, which are no obstacle to religion, but only their erroneous teachings. And it's this idea that actually whatever profession, whatever background you're from, um, as long as it doesn't become an obstacle to you following in faith, you know, killing sin, following where God wants you, actually it's not something which is is should be avoided it's something we should celebrate these different cultures yeah as you uh as you mentioned the cultural differences i thought of i thought of one it was something i became aware of a couple of years ago and it's still because of the western perspective um it's still something that seems very odd to me but it's something i've grown in a little bit of understanding of and it's something that was much more prevalent in other countries but uh, the West, we haven't treated, say, uh, Christians and non-Christians. We haven't treated, say, nudity or just the the, the human body uh, well. Because most of the time it's like, well, you can't show this. It's sexual. It's automatically sexual. Like, there's been arguments that women shouldn't be able to breastfeed their child in the church because it will cause someone to stumble. Which, to me, I'm like, no, um, that's that that's extreme i'd be like if someone chooses to go to a private place they should be able to but if a mother needs to feed their hungry child like that should that should be doable um but so i had some friends in college who i can't remember what country they were from but to them like automatically all their beaches were were like nude beaches to them, nudity wasn't automatically a sexual thing. Like, it was completely dissociated from, well, if people are naked, it means 
married times. Um, <laughs> listener, you can see I was waving my hands odd. Um, like, and then I became I became aware of there were in some of these countries like some Christian nudist retreats. I'm like, what? That seems weird. But then as someone like I was on a Christian forum and someone was like just deeply explaining it and everybody was of course grilling this person uh they were like well how about this how about this how about this and then they explain they're going through they're explaining they're showing with scripture they're explaining why it wasn't a stumbling block for them or their spouse their spouse had been raised that way as well i was like okay this is odd but they had been, they, I think, said they had been saved. Like, their parents were, yeah, <laughs> one of these retreats. And there was a guest speaker. And it led to a relationship that led to Christ. It's not something I would ever go to. It's not something I'm even advocating for. But that's an outside-the-box approach. <laughs> something that I would, in a Western culture, I might be like, no, but... Because of a different culture's practices and how they they handle nudity, how they handle sexuality, as like both aren't intrinsically tied together, they are they are separate. They are different. There are some commonalities, but they're also separate. Like it was a very different thing. And I was like, oh, at first, I was hardcore. Like, okay, this is no, this is never something anybody anybody at all should partake in. And then at the end of it, as I'm sitting down, I'm like. You know what? This isn't something I could ever partake in. It's not even necessarily anything I could ever recommend anybody I know to partake in. But it's not something that I can then, after hearing this person's testimony, be like, well, it was sinful. This is all wrong. Like, they explained it clearly. Even though I'm uncomfortable with it, (laughs) they explained it clearly. I'm like, dang. So, yeah, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, yeah, just that point, that that story just emphasizes this idea that uh, we have different cultural lenses and actually we need to look at how the Bible applies to different cultures and not just assume that our Western version of it is the one which, which we should just press on other people. Um, like that's a brilliant story of people being saved through um, that, that nudist convention. Uh, which is yeah. a very, yeah, very interesting story. And and actually, yeah, in a Western setting, probably would not be the best. But in no. cultures where they, <laughs> they, they don't um, view that sort of thing um, in the way the West does, um, actually, it, perhaps it would be, it is a, is a good way. Again, we just got to go, to, every time we, uh, something like that comes up, we just got to go, go to the scriptures with open, uh, open mind, open ears, just listening to what the Spirit has to say. Uh, and not just uh, assume that we know it all in some ways and uh, from what we've we've grown up with or what's around us uh, all right well sam i know you uh i know you got to get going and this is a topic i feel like we could go on on and on about um and dear listener if you have any random stories um of odd things or even less odd things please let us know um and also, I hope you understand we're not trying to advocate for some of these things it's just because for individuals, for certain people, even like I said for myself, a number of these things could be stumbling blocks. But uh, as you hear people's honest and earnest testimony, especially as you get to know them and you can see that it's an authentic one, 
it is challenging. It challenges our some of our preconceived Western uh, ideas of where you can engage, where you can't. Like, well, the the way we handle things is the best. Um, I think there's enough in history to show that no, there's not. Um, yeah, it's just I think this is a very interesting topic that's worth worth talking about. Um, and the line. I'd love to know where the legit line is. I think one that I can come up with, uh, Sam illustrated earlier, like if it, if it involves going to say a satanic place and, uh, or actually no, (laughs) if it involves going to somewhere, but there's not the actual intent to model or, uh, share the gospel or both, then it's probably something that we shouldn't be doing. If we can't see it as a, if we can't use it in a way that is going to point to or honor God, or if there's a way we cannot touch it at all to do so, then we shouldn't do it. Um, but where's the line for you? What is the things, what are some of the things for you, listener, that are a no-go? Let us know. Uh, hit us up if you're hitting this up over the website. Uh, send Drop us an email. If it's over Podbean or anywhere, let us know in the comments. We'd love to... We'd love to know. And uh, dear Sam, I hope you have a great day. Uh, Thank you for joining us and bringing it as you always do. Uh, And dear listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that God spoke to you through it and uh, don't hate us. (laughs) Have a great day and God bless my friends. Take care.